Welcome to the house. We hope this podcast blesses you and encourages you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Um, hope everyone is doing well this evening. Um, hope everyone is is having a great day mentally, physically, emotionally, and most of all, spiritually. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Edgar Salas. I am the husband to the amazing woman, uh, Vanessa Salas. And I would like to start off by saying that it's been an honor and a privilege for both her and I to be part of this community that has been such a blessing to us. Um, from day one, we've been hearing some great uh, teachings um, that has been food and nourishing to our souls. We've been hearing some amazing testimonies of people receiving Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. We've been hearing testimonies of people getting baptized. We've been hearing testimonies of people returning back to Christ. That's amazing. So we know that God is here at the house. This is an awesome ministry. And I'd like to thank the pastors, Danny and Dominique, for having me here this evening, along with each and every one of you. Um, I didn't know until yesterday that this Friday is Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So I don't know, Danny, if you planned it, <laughs> if you planned this, uh, I planned it this way, brother, but, uh, but thank you, thank you. All right, if you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 51. We will be reading verse 10 through 13. And the word of the Lord says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and not and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Verse 13, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for waking us up one more day, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to hear your word and to receive from you, Father. We love you. Please open up our minds, our ears, our hearts that we may receive from you and, and, and leave here tonight blessed, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And we ask all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. All right. So this psalm was written by King David. So for those of you who don't know who King David was, King David was a shepherd boy. King David gained his fame as a musician under King Saul. And I'm sure we've all heard the great story of David and Goliath. Uh, David was the one that, that um, with a pebble in his hand and with a slingshot, uh, defeated Goliath, who was the champion of the Philistines. Um, why was King David so special to God? Well, the, the Israelites wanted a human king. So the prophet Samuel anointed Saul to show that God had set him apart for this special role. God wanted King Saul to run things a certain way, right? And he did at first, he did well. He sought guidance under the prophet Samuel, but as time went on, King Saul decided to do things his way, not God's way. 
and he had sinned against God. So it was time for God to choose someone else. So he sent the prophet Samuel to Jesse of Bethlehem, who was the father of David. And the prophet had, had told Jesse, I have chosen one of your sons to be king. Samuel thought that he would know whom God had chosen by their appearance and assumed the oldest son, Eliab, was clearly the chosen one. Now, David was the youngest of eight boys. And I love this because, because the prophet Samuel, being a man chosen by God with a divine purpose, had this idealization in, in, in his head who the next king would be. What would look like. And I love it because God told, had told the prophet Samuel. But God told Samuel that he doesn't use the same factors as people when it comes to choosing kings. These were God's word to the prophet Samuel. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amazing. Thank you. That is such a blessing because if it was up to me to hold up to credentials and, 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 and titles, I would be definitely uh, disqualified. But thank God that he looks at our hearts and not at our credentials. Samuel had prophesied to Saul, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. And when Samuel laid eyes upon Jesse's youngest son, the shepherd, David, the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. When Samuel anointed David, it didn't instantly make him king, but it did signal that he was the Lord's chosen one. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. At this time, David was approximately uh, 10 to 15 years old. So can you imagine having been uh, chosen by God at that age and anointed by God? Uh, one of the things that I've been hearing a lot in, in, in these Wednesday night Bible studies is to trust the process. It says that the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. This was when God's process in David's life began. This same process that David had to go through that brought him, that made him courageous, passionate for God, obedient, and made him a worshiper to God. This is the same process that you and I have to go through so that we can become courageous for Christ. We can come, we can become passionate for God, obedient and a worshiper to God. This same process that King David or that David at that time had to go through is the same process that you and I have to go through. King David was a shepherd boy. 
it's amazing on how God was preparing David at such a young age as a shepherd boy to make David a man after God's own heart. This is a title that was given to David and it's mentioned twice in the Bible. David was known as a man after God's own heart. What does that mean? What, what does a shepherd boy do? He washes over the sheep, he washes over the flock. He loves them, he protects them, right? That's the same our precious Lord does with us. He's known as the good shepherd and that's what he does. He loves us, he forgives us, he shows us mercy and grace, but most of all, he's our protector. He protects us from, from the enemy. And what's his job? The job of the enemy is to come to kill, steal, and destroy. What does he come to kill, steal, and destroy? He would love to kill us spiritually. He would love to rob us from God's blessings. And he definitely wants to destroy the body of Christ. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. If we have the faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Tonight, we have Christ in our midst and we have that faith that's able to move mountains tonight. So praise God. So God is preparing David for his divine calling, for his purpose. And that was to prepare him to to, to be a man after God's own heart, right? To be that protector, that shepherd. So God prepared or is preparing David for his divine purpose to defeat Goliath. Now, David had to come up with, um, he came across many, many, um, many things, uh, lions and bears. Um, because they came after his his uh, his sheep or his dad's sheep, so David had to come up with strategies of defeating and and these lions and bears. So he became very strategic with that slingshot, and it's amazing on how God was already preparing David for this journey um, to defeat Goliath and later on to become the king of Israel. So in his confrontation with Goliath, David would care for Yahweh's flock, the people of Israel, and once again defend his father's sheep from harm. This time the Lord would rescue him from a foe that Saul and his entire army were terrified of. So Goliath and the Philistines would go against Israel and, and Goliath would go to King Saul and say, I dare you to bring me a man from your army to come and defeat me. David overheard how, how Goliath was blasphemous and he stood up to that challenge. He's the one that went up to King Saul and told him that he's been able to defeat lions bears and he feels that he's ready for for that challenge later david used his experience as a shepherd to create one of the most powerful 
portrayals of God's relationship with his people, foreshadowing the good shepherd, which is our precious Lord, right? In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 11, Christ says, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. This is what this Friday is all about, is what he did for us on Calvary. It's, 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 it's such a honor and a blessing to know that before the foundations of the world, our Heavenly Father had, had chosen, chosen us to be called his child, that he gave his only begotten son to down that cross on Calvary to shed his precious innocent blood for the forgiveness of our sins and for the salvation of our soul. This is what this Friday, Good Friday, is all about. And Sunday is even greater because that's the day on the third day he rose from the dead. Amen. That's awesome. So the story of David and Goliath is a story of faith. David's faith would become one of his defining characteristics and it led him to overcome countless enemies after Goliath. Can you imagine having put, having been put in David's uh, situation at that moment to where, to where he defeated Goliath? He saw that God was with him. God never left him nor forsake him. He was given the victory. That is such a faith booster. Right. Um, at this time, uh, it is said that David was approximately between 16 to 19 years old. David was a great warrior. By him having defeated Goliath, it, uh, it brought great favor in King Saul's eyes. So he loved David very much. He, he made David um, one of the head, the head uh, generals of his army. Um, <clears throat> but, but King Saul, he had some serious mental issues. <laughs> he, um, he needed some mental help bad and some spiritual help bad. He loved David one day and hated him the next. He loved him one day and wanted to kill him the next. Saul was very, he, he, he was a, uh, a hater because he saw God's favor in his life. He saw how God was just lifting up David. Um, David was getting a lot of compliments on, on how great of a warrior he was, which Saul did not like, especially from women. Um, so Saul ends up dying. Uh, there are several theories behind his death. Some say he committed suicide. Some say he died in battle. Um, so Israel's elders met with David and anointed him king over all of Israel when he was 30 years old. Can you imagine? 
being king of Israel at the age of 30. That's, that's. So as king of Israel, David won numerous battles and made Israel a great nation, expanding its territory and military might, all while pointing his people to God. So David was serving his divine purpose. David was serving God's calling, and that was leading Israel to God. David reigned for 40 years, but we all know how David also fell into adultery. David was in great high power. He was the king. I'm sure in his mind, he felt that he served, um, that, he's, that he earned his stripes as a great warrior, right? He's paid the price, so now he can just kick back as king and enjoy his palace. Well, that's what happened. One day, David was walking along the rooftop of his palace and he sees Bathsheba. Something about her intrigued him. So he sends a servant and asks about her. David finds out that she is the wife of one of his best soldiers, Uriah. Now, it's amazing because this incident happens years before Christ. So David knows the Torah. He knows the word inside and out. David knows what the Torah says about adultery. David knows that it's punishable by death. David knew all that, but he sent for her anyways, slept with her, and got her pregnant. When David learned that she was pregnant, he hatched a scheme to hide his sin. Since her husband Uriah was away at war, David had him brought back home. If Uriah slept with her, then no one could say he was the one who got her pregnant. So this was where David's head was at already. All right. He knew he did wrong. And now he's trying to come up with uh, uh, with a scheme to hide his sin. Um, so he would send Uriah home. OK. He would send Uriah home, hoping that he would spend time with his wife and get her pregnant. So that way he's like, man, OK. I'm off the hook. <laughs> but it didn't work out that way. After David's repeated attempts to get Uriah to spend time with his wife, this is what Uriah told King David. The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents, and my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Uriah was a man of dignity, integrity, and loyalty. Can you imagine what King David uh, felt like at that moment? Can you imagine? His plan is not working for him. So he had to come up with the plan B. What do you think that plan B was? You're right. 
having Uriah killed in battle, <laughs> right? Amazing, amazing where his head went to, right? So David killed a lot of people in battle. He killed a lot of prisoners after battles and he expected plenty of criminals. But one killing in particular displeased the Lord. And that was when David couldn't get Uriah to sleep with his wife Bathsheba and therefore concealed David's adultery. He plotted to have Uriah killed in combat. And that's what happened. Now, what do you think happened? I mean, here's, here's a man that was called and chosen by God at a very young age, anointed, used mightily by God Almighty, fulfilling God's divine purpose, made king at the age of 30 to end up in this situation. What do you think led David? What could have happened? Some some say that that David had no one to keep him accountable, right? King David did not have to be out in the battlefield anymore. He had his men, his men warriors that he that he trusted to go out and battle. So David stayed behind. David had eight wives. He was left alone while his men were in battle, which led him to make some bad decisions. David no longer had to struggle. Now it's amazing when we have to struggle, that's when we call out to God, right? The Bible says that we have to carry our cross each and every day. My cross may, may not be your cross, but we do have to carry our cross each and every day. There is a spiritual struggle that we have to go through. David went through battles, our battle. And the Bible says we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So our battle is spiritual. It is not easy to relax in our success and achievements, which leads to bad decisions. David was successful. He didn't have to go out to battle anymore. He just enjoyed his palace. But one thing about struggles is struggles keeps us strong and it keeps us on our knees. Because when there's struggle, we have to cry out to God. We have to cry out to our precious King and say, Lord, I need you. And it keeps us on our knees. David chose to be alone. David did not have fellowship with any of the high priests. I don't know if any of his eight wives were spiritually encouraging him right, to seek the Lord, but he chose to be alone. And there's a saying that says, it gets lonely at the top. How many people do we know that are very successful, you know, financially, you know, but they're miserable inside. They have that void. 
So it does get lonely at the time. David planned to fail. He was alone. He was not seeking God's will. He lost his focus. He made conscience choices to entertain impure thoughts. And he was abusing his king authority. Here's a man that was known after God's own heart. The natural sequel to sin is not repentance, but to cover it up, hiding and running from God. That's what we do. When we know that we have sinned against God, we hide and run. That's what happened with Adam and Eve, right? What did they do? They hid from God. But God, out of his love and mercy, went to Adam and Eve. I don't know what was the time frame from the time that David committed adultery to the time that he wrote Psalm 51. Uh, if anyone knows that, please let me know. Um, but God, out of his love for David, because David was chosen by God. God, David was chosen, called by God. God, David was a child of God. God has been dealing with mankind for a very long time. God knows and understands our sinful nature. God knows how we hide from him when we sin due to our guilty conscience, due to us not feeling worthy. But God, out of his love and mercy for us, he's the one that comes after us one way or another. God showed his love to David because later the prophet Nathan rebuked David for his sin. Nathan told a story about a rich man who stole a prized lamb from a poor man. David condemned the man in the story, unaware that it was a metaphor for what he'd done to Uriah with Bathsheba. Nathan told David that the Lord has taken away your sin, but he also cursed him and the son who came from David's adultery died. God came to, to David through, through the pro prophet Nathan and God gave David an opportunity to repent from his sin. Thank you.